Hi everyone, welcome back to the Paths Back to You podcast. I am your host, Dia. I've always been curious and interested about astrology and celestial events and how it affects us. Here's my personal take on it. Many of us will fly through all these retrogrades and moon phases and eclipses without even noticing anything. Some of us live our lives disconnected or very much in our minds, searching for logical explanations in almost everything that happens or even in how we feel. And I get this feeling also that for people who are either unaware or uninterested in astrological slash planetary events may actually very well be less affected by these energies. It's kind of like you cannot pay attention or notice things if you aren't aware of their existence in the first place. So that may be a blessing in actuality, because on the other hand, some people may focus entirely too much on those events, and in doing so, sort of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy out of expectation or maybe even fear. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to this topic, and as astrology is only considered a pseudoscience, though meaning it's not really a science, um, though it has been followed and studied by our ancestors since the dawn of time. So all of this aside, my advice is always this, follow whatever works for you, what speaks and resonates to you, what you really enjoy and what sparks your curiosity. I personally love all this stuff and I am one of those people that I'll get into a random mood one morning out of nowhere for no good reason and then to find out, oh, there's actually this planetary event happening and all of a sudden it all makes sense to me. And maybe if you're more sensitive, you might feel those energetic shifts more than someone who is less sensitive. So let's dive into what is currently happening in the skies and how it may affect us here on Earth. And also note that all of these planetary motions will affect all of us differently depending on your unique birth charts. However, there are always some general overarching themes that we can all benefit from simply by understanding and just having the awareness on how to navigate through them. And a little quick disclaimer, I'm not a professional astrologer. I actually did spend hours of research, aka digging through the internet for information. Some stuff I did already know, most of it I had to learn it myself. But I really enjoy this, so let's get started. So here are some of the planetary events that are happening now or within the next couple of months through this year. Venus is currently in retrograde until June 25th. Mercury goes retrograde on June 18th until July 12th. Jupiter and Saturn are currently in retrograde and won't be direct until September of this year of 2020. We have the eclipses coming up in June and July, the both solar and lunar eclipse, which are very much about endings, beginnings, shaking things up, release, etc. There are also actually some other planets either currently in retrograde or about to be, but for this episode, we will just be focusing on Venus and Mercury. And as they are personal planets, so they can show up more so in our daily lives in a more direct and obvious way. Here is a quote from the website thecut.com. When so many planetary events happen in such a short amount of time, it's bound to feel intense, exhausting, even a little wacky. Change of any kind tends to be tiring, and right now we're being asked to process many types of changes at once. 
And uh, yes, that is the kind of energy that we're dealing with right now. And I didn't actually know this, but apparently many astrologers already saw 2020 as a big and intense year. But big and intense doesn't always have to mean negative. Like I mentioned before, it comes with endings, beginnings, things coming to a head, big upheavals, collapses, new way of building and seeing and also living. And of course, as we've seen so far, 2020 with the pandemic and everything else, it's definitely been a global shakeup. Not only in a negative way, as I said, but also in some ways that is much needed to be shaken up. So what actually happens during a retrograde? Basically, when a planet slows down its orbit around the sun, because of the special way that all the planets orbit around the sun, it creates an illusion of backward movement. So a retrograde of a planet is actually really a kind of optical illusion that seems like it's moving backwards from the observers here on Earth. And now there's this common reception that retrogrades are typically a negative thing, but there's really nothing good or bad about the motion of direct or retrograde. You can instead think of retrogrades as sort of an inward motion, a slowing down, rather than pushing outward and onward. The planet's energy turns inward and slows to reflection. So during any retrograde, however different it may impact each of us, it's always good as a general rule of thumb to just tune our own rhythms to this reflective and I would say even inquisitive mode so that we don't run into any conflicting pressure or build any extra friction in our daily lives. Basically, be a stream and go with the flow. It's funny because before or after retrograde, things can get actually a bit more heated externally or rather outwardly. This is known as the shadow period. So in this Venus retrograde, which started on May 13th, I actually was going through some stuff before that time and feeling quite chaotic internally and externally. And now that we're in the actual Venus retrograde, it is a great time to take what was happening and start to work through that and heal through it and also to learn from it. So what might happen during a Venus retrograde? We've all heard a lot about Mercury retrogrades, which I will talk about because there is one coming up after this. But what happens, what might happen during a Venus retrograde? Venus is the planet associated with things like love, beauty, and wealth, financial things. And when Venus goes retrograde, we might get this rose-tinted glasses effect. So we may not be seeing things clearly as usual. This might show up as reminiscing or feeling nostalgic about a past love or relationship, missing somebody who actually wasn't all that great for you, or maybe the relationship just ended for good reasons. Or you might even have people from the past knocking on your door as they are also being affected by this retrograde. It would be good to just take things slow when it comes to finance or in the romance department. As sometimes things may seem perfect or wonderful, Let's say you're meeting somebody new and they just seem like the best thing in the world. It's not to say that you should not start a new venture or a relationship, but just remember to take extra precaution and really ask yourself the important questions because we might all be wearing some rose-tinted glasses. If you get the urge to reach out to an old flame or if somebody from the past reaches out to you, just take things down a notch, take it easy, and maybe wait until Venus goes direct to make 
make decisions about getting back together. This also applies to large financial decisions. It's not to say that you should abandon all of your goals or drive or don't make any decisions during this time, but it would just be wise if every one of us took precaution or simply just waited out until the end of June. As we all know, if it's something is for you, it'll be here for you. Now that I've talked about what we shouldn't do, let's take a look at what this retrograde could be good for. Venus is retrograding in the sign of Gemini, so it's a great time to tap into learning something new, doing something creative, sharing your voices, discovering something, whether it's a topic that you've been wanting to learn or just discovering something new about yourself. It's a time to be playful and enjoy this energy. I feel like personally for me, that could be just because of my own chart. It's kind of a soft and gentle and inquisitive energy. It's not really slowed or tired, but it's more gentle and easeful. I personally have been appreciating this Venus retrograde because right before word, things were pretty intense for me. And as Gemini as a sign is very much about communication and community. So regardless of retrograde or not, it's a good time to practice open and conscious communication when we come up against any pressure or conflicts. And Gemini is sharp with wit and words. So this retrograde really asks us to reflect and see that perhaps in the shadow period leading up to the retrograde, we might have been too sharp with our tongue with other people, bordering on hurtful remarks or really aggressive arguments. So we can use this time right now to see how we can further reprogram our automated reactions and see how we may turn them into more fruitful conscious response. It's a great time to reflect our role in this universe, in this world, and getting more intimately acquainted with our higher self or our authentic self, whichever one you want to call it. Seeing what or who doesn't serve or support you in your growth and journey anymore and see what or who in those areas we can leave behind. The focus here is to tune into a higher truth and more importantly to your own inner wisdom. If you find yourself feeling like a friendship you've had for years has become toxic rather than nourishing, then it might be a good time to reflect on that and see about possibly stepping away. Coming up next, we'll be talking about the Mercury retrograde that's happening starting from June 18th to July 12th. So Mercury retrogrades happens about three to four times per year, and this particular Mercury retrograde will be in the sign of Cancer. As Mercury is associated with the mind, it determines how you make sense of our world, formulate ideas and share with them with others, communication style, your sense of humor, also of course modern day technology, travel, etc. And the sign of cancer is often associated with nurturing emotional vulnerable energy and oftentimes to do with home, comfort, stability, security, etc. Most of us have probably heard things like electronics will go AWOL during Mercury retrogrades or don't make travel plans or things in the communication department might be wonky, whether that's in person or of course electronically. And all of that may be true, but it's also more than just that. With this specific 
specific Cancerian Mercury retrograde, it's asking us to reconsider our attitudes and offer the space to organize our thoughts and emotions. There may be a bit of indecision energy around this time because of Cancer, but we can use this Mercury retrograde to get in touch with difficult emotions, feelings, and it can be a reminder to practice compassion towards others and, of course, most importantly, ourselves. Personally, I've really been wanting to dig a bit deeper into shadow stuff, inner child, so I may take this time to do these things and allow the energy to amplify my discovery. It's really funny because most people will probably just try to run away from it or avoid it at all costs, but I'm excited to go all in, into the storm, so to speak. But you don't necessarily have to take action during the retrograde. It's really a time to be more reflective, to slow down, and to take a look at everything that's been happening. So again, this Mercury retrograde in Cancer can show up in daily mundane things like issues inside your home, things that need to be fixed or looked at, whether that's actually house stuff, appliances, or maybe actually the people that you're living with, the kind of energy or relationship that's been happening in that area. If those themes are coming up and you find yourself extra emotional, just remember that there is the added effect of this planetary motion. So check in with yourself often or with the people that you live with often and do your best not to return to your old patterns and triggers and insecurity and instead use this time to just really pause reflect and start to incrementally upgrade or update the way that you show up for yourself and with others with all of this extra emotion plus the power in conjunction with eclipses happening around the same time if you do find surprises or heightened emotions extra triggered in your dealings with other people just be aware to not make any big huge decisions unless of course it's from an unhealthy or toxic situation but otherwise instead give yourself space and time to reflect and also find patience in any pressure or conflict. Another good thing to know is that, of course, this is not just beneficial during this time, but really all times to watch out for the stories that we create in our heads. Sometimes when really big emotions are involved or big trauma is triggered, we start writing seriously we start writing science fiction novels in our heads. I mean, just crazy out there. And we tend to easily get into conflict that could have been avoided otherwise. And Brene Brown, uh, I think it was in her Netflix special, she says that she uses method. When she starts to feel insecure or get triggered by her partner, she will start her sentence by saying, the story that I'm creating in my head is, which to her is saying, this is just how you're coming off to me. It does not mean that is the objective truth and I am giving you the floor to open up and talk to me and tell me actually what is happening. So it's good to avoid making up stories in our heads and the key basically is to stay open and communicate without assumptions. Don't assume everyone is out to get you and cancer do tend to have this victimhood energy. So say if somebody is saying something that don't sit well with you, ask more questions instead of jumping to conclusions or starting an argument. I, I know I personally can definitely use this advice and practice this more. So it's always nice to ask people for clarity instead of just jumping to the defensive right away. And all of this is to say that as the retrograde energy tends to be inward, reflective, and slowed down, 
we should really tune our own energies to that and flow with that instead of fighting against it. Instead of trying to do and be and start, really just pause, slow, reflect with gentleness. We can practice surrendering in terms of dropping the need to control everything, whether that's external circumstances or maybe how other people perceive us. I mean, at the end of the day, we really cannot control how others perceive us. Everybody is making some kind of stories in their head. We can also take this time to be mindful and practice compassion with everybody else and ourselves so that when Mercury retrograde does come to an end, we can get back with full speed and with more clarity. I think of every full moon, new moon, retrograde, eclipses, and more events as really opportunities to tune in, set up a personal sometimes really lovely ritual that is tailored just for you. Personally, because I was traveling full-time and kind of always living with someone, I really found it hard to keep track of all of these transits and events. And that's all right too. If you miss an opportunity and kind of just fly through with ease, that's perfectly fine. But if you do get the desire or even curiosity in learning how these planetary energies might affect you, then these events are a great place to take notice, to go inward, and even as opportunities to set time aside for a really good self-care session. I always see these rituals and practices as fun activities and we definitely don't want to get in that mindset that any of these occurrences are negative or bad or that they have the power to somehow dictate your entire life or direction. At the end of the day, the power still lies within each and every one of us. Finding how each of these planetary events affect you should be a fun, playful way to integrate lessons that we've learned or to see lessons that we still need to learn. And finding how each of these events might affect the whole collective on this larger scale is a great way to help us participate in a global evolution that we're all experiencing together. So yes, I would definitely take the approach of seeing these retrogrades and moon phases and eclipses as a fun, productive opportunity. Of course, like I said again, it's not about taking action. So what I mean by productive isn't to just do and go and do all these things. It's more that we can make it fruitful for us if we choose to and lately I've been really really interested to getting to know myself better not just my hobbies or interests but you know things that trigger me things that make me feel insecure things that might have something to do with my past my childhood etc because many of us have such an interest and urge to get to know other people whether that's out of pure curiosity or we just like to know people's secrets but rarely do we take the time to get to know ourselves to really sit down and ask the tough questions and it's really nice if you do have someone who is very inquisitive and will ask you all the right questions but if we don't have that it's an even more intimate experience to do that to sit there with ourselves you know, asking, seeking, discovering. And I really think anytime there is a planetary event happening is an extra sweet time to do things like this. So as a last reminder, there is no need to be fearful of the retrogrades or the upcoming eclipses. Just remember to stay true to what works for you and to have fun and discover, play, slow down, 
and essentially work together with these energies rather than fighting against them. You can find us on Instagram at paths underscore back to you. That's P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you. We also have a Facebook group with the same name and you can also email us at pathsbacktoyou at gmail.com for any inquiries, questions, or comments. Last but not least, please do share this podcast with people that would enjoy and appreciate it. And thank you all for being here. I will talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>